Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hi, on today's show, we're going to have um, a special guest, uh, Kenny Weiss. He is an emotional, emotional mastery coach and the founder of the Greatness University. So let's let's talk to let's talk to Kenny. Hello, I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. How are Hi, you? Kenny. Doing good. How are you doing today? Really well. Thanks for having me. You're, you're very welcome. Now, I, I noticed on your website, and I just told the listeners that you're the founder of the Greatness University. You want to talk a little about that? Sure. Um, what I tried to create was the deepest um, recovery process possible. Um, because in my own journey, healing from my own demons, I found a lot of stuff is too superficial. And so I created a series of master classes to walk people from beginning to end to recover from the worst day cycle. What I discovered something I call the worst day cycle. And in my experience, you know, I wrote about it in my book. And when you learn about the cycle, you realize any life problem, that's it. Like, you know, there are personality assessments and all this, all of those just they're how you are your personality assessment or your disc profile whatever it may be those are just an expression of how you're reliving the trauma you've never healed and so my book lays that process out and then the university is the application of okay here's how you get back to your authentic self here's how you heal the pain from the past 
And here's how you, you know, the tagline of the university is become the greatest version of yourself. And so it's, you know, they're kind of all layered on top of each other of, you know, in my life experiences, the gaps I saw or I encountered and realized I need to find a solution. It's not out there. And that's what the university is, is walking people from day one all the way through the process so that we, we have peace more comfortable and we can navigate life's difficulties and we have skills and tools that we're just not taught it's societally. We just don't talk about or deal with the real issues that we need to deal with. It's all swept under the carpet. And so I threw the carpet out of the house. <laughs> I like that. Um, no, you're right. I mean, we're, we're just not taught those things. And uh, especially, you know, I'm sure in your mind case as men were told certain things and, you know, um, that just, you know, goes into it more. So beyond that, who, who would you say, who's Kenny? Who's Kenny? Um, I'd say I'm an amalgamation of a lot of pain. Um, that luckily for me, I've always wanted to address and not sweep under the carpet. Like, on my tombstone, I would like print it on there. He owned his SHIT because what I found is we were kind of talking about this before the show. The single greatest killer on the planet today is denial and self-deception. And nobody knows they're in denial and self-deception. And so I wake up every day and ask myself, where am I full of you know what? Because we all are. We can't see ourselves authentically because of the trauma we've gone through. We all uh, create adapted selves and personas and it's a survival mechanism, but we're not aware of it because society, we think this is us and it's not. And so I'm constantly discovering who I really am. It's, it's an everyday process. I will say after decades of working on this, I feel like I'm on what I call the other side where I have a pretty good assessment of what's going on. And, you know, if something isn't working, I know where to look, I know what to do. And, you know, that's all the stuff that's in the university. And so I'm, I'm at peace. And, and then I hold myself accountable. My old therapists were now really um, colleagues and friends. We talk every week and, um, you know, in our discussions, I'll say something, I'll see a look in his eye and, I, and I'm like, what am I missing, Mike? You know, like it's, I have an open door policy on critique, criticism and um, being evaluated because it's the and if you aren't open to that, you you live a life stuck in purgatory. You're miserable. And that's people's biggest struggle. They just don't want to hear the truth about themselves. And I love to hear the truth about myself and that discomfort. That's what that's the only way you'll be at peace. That's the only way I've ever found anyone be at peace. So I would say. That's kind of a snapshot of me. Okay. And how, um, when you were, when you were growing up, how was your life as a, as a kid? Um, the typical childhood, um, parents who were 16 and 18 when they were married, 21 and 23 with four kids, children, raising children, completely unequipped, 
because our society doesn't teach about parenting. Um, an alcoholic mother, a father who was beat to death. He, he didn't hit us, but he was filled with stored rage that you know came out at us. And again, these are this is just normal American life or any country. And we go, oh, that's not trauma. Oh, my parents were great. And they are, but they're perfectly imperfect and they leave a lot of damage. And um, I had an older brother who um, was physically and emotionally abusive. Um, my, I was enmeshed with both by my mother and my father, severe codependence. Um, my mom did what's called covert sexual abuse. She never, you know, did anything sexual to me, but my mom thought I was hot. I was my mom's favorite. Like my mom looked at me and treated me almost like um, a surrogate spouse. And I became the emotional surrogate spouse for both my parents. Um, and so it was literally, and, and I say this seriously, and this is the denial and self-deception. That's normal. That's the typical childhood in the world. Yet most people go, oh no, my parents were great. They're that detached from the truth of how perfectly imperfect and dysfunctional our child, all of our child's are, childhoods are. And that's just because we're human and we're not taught how to do this stuff. So. That's for sure. Okay. And, and uh, okay. So you mentioned your, well, I actually read on your website about your mentor. You mentioned a Mike, yeah, Mike, I think. Yeah. Mike, Mike um, answered, yeah. Is, is that where your coaching came from learning to be the coach you are now? Yeah. It, I mean, as I look back, I write about this in my book and I talk about a lot of my videos and stuff of it's kind of how this cycle works. What we're always doing is we're reliving our trauma against ourselves, trying to show us who and what our authentic self is. But it's you ever watch a 3D movie without the glasses? Yeah. <laughs> you know how the colors are distorted and, and everything's twisted. But since you've seen a movie, you kind of have an idea of what's going on, but it's not perfectly clear. That's literally how everybody lives their life. We've seen relationships, we've seen parenting, but life just doesn't quite work because we're missing the glasses. Well, that's what I discovered is the glasses. Well, that's what the word, when you understand the worst day cycle. And so looking through my life history, every decision I ever made, even my trauma created this ability, but I didn't know I had it. It wasn't apparent to me. And once I met Mike, I had been working with him for, I don't know, just a couple months. I'd see him on Monday nights and go to group on Thursday nights. And I was leading the group and there were a bunch of counselors in this building. And so all of the, not all, but many of the men would go to this group and I'd keep coming in and Mike would go, I heard about you, a group. I heard about you. I heard about you. And I'm like, what? And I don't know, after a very short time, I walked in. And for an appointment, he said, Kenny, you have a gift. You need to come work for me. I, I had left college to go play pro hockey. And he said, get any piece of paper. It doesn't matter what, what it is, but you need a degree, but you need to come work for me. You have a gift because of what he was hearing about how I was helping and, and understanding concepts so quickly and easily and helping the men in the group. And that's what planted the seed. And that's when I went, I, that was the beginning of starting to see who I really am and that all of these other, you know, pursuits of my life were me reliving my trauma against me until I could find my authentic self, which is what I do now. And so 
after decades of research. And, you know, what's unique about me is I spent decades healing me before I ever worked with anybody. Unfortunately, counselors and therapists, they pick that career because of their own trauma history, but they don't do the recovery work and they go right from that. And that's a big gap in, in a lot of the, the practices out there is, um, and so that, that's the big difference is I spent decades working on me and becoming an expert in all these, in all my dysfunctions. And that's what gives me a depth and breadth on so many topics. And my client base can be so wide um, because of how dysfunctional I am. Then so many things I had to go become an expert in to work on myself. Um, See, that's come, that's come in handy and now. That, <laughs> and that's, that's what I mean. You know, that goes back to, you know, the moniker on my tombstone is I became aware of the processes. I owned it. And Mike's, Mike changed my life in the first appointment. I, I had just come out of a um, physically and, a, and verbally abusive marriage. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to say no, so I cheated on her to get out of the marriage. It was the only way I could leave it. And as I'm telling him my life's, you know, kind of what's been going on, and I've been reading and studying, trying to figure myself out and seeing some counselors, but they were mostly terrible. I, I kind of gave him a synopsis and I finished with, you know, Mike, I just don't know how to be a man. And his next phrase, he said, you know, Kenny, when I was in your shoes, I went and became an expert. That phrase, if he mentioned a book, I had it read before the next meeting. And as I started to discover all this stuff, I started to find peace and clarity. And that's the biggest mistake people make. They don't want to go become an expert. And that's what's required of us. That's a responsibility we have for ourselves. And no, uh, that's great. I, uh, I become an expert. Yeah. Cause we just don't know. We can, we're not to blame. You can't be blamed for living in all this dysfunction when you don't even know it's dysfunction. How, you know, if you're completely unaware, you're not to blame. You're not a bad person. But as he told me, like there was another sentinel moment, um, because I was having a hard time forgiving myself for cheating and, and not accepting that I was abused. And he said, he, he goes, Kenny, let me ask you something. What's the most lovable animal on the planet? And what came to my mind was a Labrador puppy. You know, Labradors are just like, like there isn't a bad Labrador puppy, right? And he said, exactly. And he goes, now let me ask you, what if you took a Labrador puppy and you chained him up outside in the worst weather possible and you didn't feed him, you didn't pet him, you didn't give him water, you ignored him and you mistreated him every single day. What do you think that puppy would do? Eventually he'd bite you. That, that, that was the day I went, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I sustained all that. And that opened me up to, wow, I, it brought me into reality. And, and that's when he followed up with, look, Kenny, you're not to blame for doing the best you could with the information you had at the time. Um, you can only do what you know, as you know, better, you can do better. And he goes, but here's the thing. Once you become aware of truth and the part you played, that's the first day 
you can be held accountable so from that day forward if you choose to sweep this under the rug and not deal with it now you're responsible you're not to blame but you will suffer the consequences and you're bringing those on yourself and and so you know those were very i mean there's so many sentinel moments with mike but those two really stick out as okay when i you know i'm not to blame for all the mistakes and terrible things i've done to myself and other people um but now that i'm aware of how it works it's i have to hold myself accountable right wow that's really great yeah um <clears throat> i mean i've had similar to yours in my previous uh previous marriage not the physical necessarily although it was close you know but a lot of the, the mental abuse and stuff so i people don't like to hear this but women are severely abusive and our culture doesn't and the statistics are showing it it's massively on the rise they've always been the more the most um in the types of abuse they will use guns and knives like if they get physical they they will be more physically and more deathly um abusive than men that's always been true now statistically men are still you know more abusive but most of of that is caused by the lack of reporting for men you know but the numbers are going like this like they're they're getting to where they're even and with the shift in society and morals and values um we're just creating more abusive people unfortunately unfortunately i think you're right been, you know in the last little while hasn't helped that i'm sure so um no. so what would you say i think you've touched on it but would you say you have a specific specialty well here's what i know regardless i have people that come to me for financial issues parenting issues um relationship issues codependent stress fear health issues doesn't matter what the topic is all of it goes back to childhood trauma so if you don't if you're not aware of childhood trauma and how all that works you're limiting your ability to help somebody everything ties yeah. back to our life experiences in childhood nothing nothing else and so that was part of my frustration in my own journey is no one's talking about that and and right. the evidence like there is no debate like it's all there and yeah. as i did the research i'm like like i had an instinct but no one was talking about it so you're like oh i must be wrong but once i started doing the research i'm like it's part of what drove me to this i'm like no wonder right. I couldn't get there. No one's telling me what's really going on. So um, somebody has to start. Well, and I'm, I mean, it's sound like I'm the only one. It's not true. Alice Miller has talked about it pretty right. extensively. There are a lot of people, but the platform and the way I do it. Yeah, it's very unique. Gabor Matei would be the closest that I've found. Um, Gabor is a much better communicator of you know how all of that all the science of it and everything that i am he, like he's just masterful i yeah. would say my difference is what most people come to me for is they if you look at my reviews they call me the how guy meaning and and they all say the same thing i've been to therapists and counselors psychologists psychiatrists all the big name gurus and i could never get there because they couldn't show me how well, I have millions of hows. Here's how you do it. Here's the process. That's the university. Right. I'm just a, I'm all about mm -hmm. solutions. I have 
you ask me a question, I can give you like, I can just talk for hours of, well, you can do this and this and this and this and this. And that's what right. people need. They need a process because they weren't taught the process. For sure. For sure. Okay, cool. Um, and obviously we touched on, well, I've actually, I don't think we've touched on it today with estrangement. Um, I know I've watched <laughs> video, but you want to tell the listeners where you how we what your journey was like with estrangement yeah i'm still experiencing it i have three children that i have no relationship with um mm. and it's devastating like you know we talked there are no words for it it's some some trauma in life is just too big yeah no matter how much emotional mastery you have and and that's okay um but part of having emotional mastery is the acceptance that some things are just too big. We're human and the journey of life, there are aspects of it that overwhelm us and that's okay. And yeah. so the, the situation, you know, my, that the wife who's abusive, she did what's called parental alienation. It's where you brainwash the children and usually in a divorce, one right. or both parents will do this but they brainwash the children to hate the other parent. It's a form of Stockholm syndrome, um, can be Munchausen's as well. And, um, you know, at one time I went bankrupt fighting for my kids, trying to save them from all of that. And she's a gifted narcissistic sociopath. It's just fascinating. Like I look back and all the court documents and all the counselors saying it and and she could always find a way around it. And, um, and so what they believe happened in the marriage, what they believe who I am as a person. Um, here's the thing when you're getting attacked in that and, and, you know, alienated like that, mm -hmm. you, the, the thing is you can't defend. And, and there's a reason for that. Because do you see, if you defend and go, she's lying, here's the truth. Now you've placed yeah. your child in the middle. Now you're alienating. You're, you're telling them, you know, that parent is a liar. So my standard right. response to all of their accusations when, you know, we did have contact was, you know, your mom and dad love you. We see things differently. We parent differently. Um, but we both adore you and are trying to do the best we can. And this is... This is really adult stuff and your job yeah. is to be a kid. But what about, uh, yeah, I hear you're really upset and I want you to be upset and express your feelings. Um, but this is adult stuff. In other words, you just don't, you don't bite on it. Cause if you yeah. do, if you, well, I got to tell them the truth. Well, now you're alienated. And so right. that's, that's a very difficult line to walk. And oh, it I, is um, with and I want I literally the worst day cycle that I talk about in my book. I watched it happen with our youngest daughter. I literally watched her drop her authenticity and and recognize, wait a minute. Because this is what a lot of people don't understand is you'll, you'll see this on Facebook, a, a divorce and the kids hate the ex. And as though this is the, the healthy parent, they might be. But in most cases, that's the abusive parent because kids will, this is the Stockholm syndrome part. 
kids will naturally attach to the abuser there because they can't process and so they try and get the abuser to like them it's a it's a subconscious survival mechanism and so i watched my youngest daughter because she was so abandoned and ignored by her mother i watched her just drop everything and and mold herself into trying to become just like her mother so her mother would see her it, it was devastating to watch i'll bet i'll bet because you knew where that was leading yeah I, and and you just they have to find it on their own you know not especially now that they're adults um that's their journey and in your um with your clients do you find a lot of people expecting like you to fix or change them <laughs> well it's a yeah that's very common and it's actually very healthy really anybody who goes to see a professional whether it's you know my coaching or a therapist it's they're a child looking for the parent they never had whether they recognize it or not so um if they feel a connection and some safety they will place save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That um, professional in a parentified role and look up to them and give them all the credit and, oh my God, you've changed my life. And, and, um, and that's part of, it's just like a child you know, totally dependent. And that's very healthy because what you're giving them is a foundation to find themselves and feel and express who they really are. And so they're starting to feel joy and, you know, but they're still early in the process and just like a child going through, you know, teenage years and everything. But eventually what'll happen is they'll start typing me an email or start trying to text me to set an appointment. They'll go, he doesn't know the answer. I do. That's my role is to make you me for yourself so that eventually you grow out of that adoration phase. And it's like I said, it's needed. They didn't get the proper bonding. And so really, I'm a father or mother helping them to feel safe and comfortable and find their authentic self so they can step out on their own. And then they eventually go, oh, yeah, I, I, I know the answer. You Become know? their expert exactly because they went and did the work and they figured out little subtleties within themselves and so now they can do it for themselves and then they recognize oh yeah okay i see i did make him my parent or whatever you know it wasn't really him because actually i only saw him once a week for an hour i was the one who read the books and you know went through the journey books like i did the work oh my god it's me i'm the one who saved my life Oh, I thought it was him. Ah, like it all starts to come clear. But in the beginning, that's where they start. And that's that, like I said, that's healthy and normal and, and part of the job description. Do you remember the first time, like your first client that uh, had that aha? That's a very long process. That, that it will only happen with a client 
um, usually that can take years. Like people want this stuff to just be, can I, can I just, you know, make six appointments and be done with it? I know this, every point, every client I work with in the first one to three sessions, they're just blown away at how much better they feel and how much better life works. But recovering from all of this stuff takes a long time. I know for me to get to what I call the other side, it's about 12 years. And I remember, because everyone wants it to happen right away. And I was the same. And I had seen Mike for, I don't know how long it was, maybe four months. And I was like, so how much longer till I'm normal? Thinking eh, two more months. And he said three to five years. And without missing a beat, I dropped a big F-bomb. I was like, blank you. Like, well, truth be told, it, you know, it was 12 years later. Like over a 10-year period, I, I kind of figured out. I saw him every week for about seven years, you know, and over that 10-year period. And then was doing tremendous work on my own. And um, this stuff takes a long time. Because you have to remember, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, You've been living in deception all that and with patterns. And now you expect all of that to change in six months, one year, 30, 40, 50 years of dysfunctional behavior or you know, perfectly imperfect behavior. No, it's going to take time to rewire the brain and shift emotionally and intellectually. And, you know, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours, you know. It, it takes 10,000 hours to do anything well. And I mean, let, put it this way. I, I say this all the time, equate it to parenting and relationships, but it, it really fits for parenting and this example. Everyone says their childhood was, well, not everyone, but in my experience, 80 to 90% of people will say their childhood was perfect, no trauma, everything's great. No, it's not my childhood. That, that's not what this is about. And I'm like, God, that's fascinating. Tom Brady might be considered the greatest athlete of all time. He's definitely in the conversation. And here's a man who for 40 years now has been surrounded by dietitians and uh, mental professionals and physical professionals, you know, learning every intricacy of throwing a football and running a football team and um, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and diet, all of this stuff. For 40 years, he's had experts guiding him and teaching him. And yet, every single day, he constantly fumbles, throws interceptions, incompletions. He screws up nonstop. Here's someone who's had mentors right over him the whole time, yet we think our parents didn't make any mistakes that left wounds in us. They never threw a terrible interception that resulted in a pick six and lost a game. Like that level of self-deception and that level of self-deception of, wow, I'm going to have to put some effort into this and it's going to take time. That's what hurt. That's an estrangement from the self. Yeah. And that's the most severe estrangement going on on the planet today is self-estrangement. Wow. That's a good, good analogy. Good, good example. Yeah, it just popped yeah. into my head. I'm like, man, I got to... <laughs> I record that. <laughs> I've never had that insight. And but see, that's what happens when you do the work. See, that's me operating from my gift and my authentic self. It's not something that's thought. It emanates from you. Right. 
And, and so I'm always in my best self in this format. Those things just arise out of me. And that's what happens with me with clients. Once I'm in that space, it just comes out. And that's the gift that Mike's on. When, that's what I mean when I got to the other side. That's the, the what I didn't know is I was developing the worst day cycle process and how to get there and how to get to your authentic self. And so that's where I live now. Like that's the other side is it just comes. Like you don't have to, I talk in my book, this night philosophy, be a grinder. No, 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 no. Let it come. But you need the process. You need to know how. And I've never seen anyone lay out the process of how do you get there? Well, that's what I went and became an expert. Very good. So we all need that process. <laughs> we all need to go through that. I don't, that's an individual choice. I want, I always want people to advocate for themselves. It might be the proper thing for them. It worked for me. Is there, speaking of estrangement again, is there any, I don't know, one thing that stands out to you that you wish parents and the kids would do with each other? Yes. I think the single most important thing in these dynamics is, and, and the, there's, well, one, the biggest mistake and two, the best solution. The biggest mistake is the parent focuses on the child, trying to figure out the child, trying to change the child, trying to get the child back and, and dissecting the child and why they're doing this and everything. And what they miss is children become our emotional condition. The single greatest skill set we need as a parent is to heal our own trauma. Because you see, kids, remember, we know kids model behavior. So their estrangement, again, is that estrangement from self. Well, somewhere in our life, we don't see that in ourselves. And so even though I don't have a relationship with my kids, the best way I can parent my kids is to make my recovery the constant focus. Because even if they're thousands of miles apart, I need to be in a place emotionally as a parent to receive when they're ready, if they ever become ready. And that's the mistake parents, they just stop and they go, they're all about the kid. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. The kid's fine. They're trying to figure out life. It's actually, in many cases, really good. They're revolting against our perfect imperfections, the trauma they've been through, all these different things. They're trying to figure it out. Let them focus on you. What did you, what do you need to take ownership of? What pain have you not dealt with? So that when they come back, you're there and you have the development to receive them. That is the biggest mistake parents make is they shut their lives down. No, get with an expert. Start learning parenting with love and logic. Like, learn about these dynamics. Heal your pain. That's the single greatest thing you can do as a parent in these situations, at least in my experience. And I tell, you know, people that kind of too, you know, that when you're going through this, I mean, you have to focus on you now. Now, whether that's, you know, doing things you want to do or, or like you're talking about, you know, learning this, this focus and this skill to, to better yourself or whatever, but, but just constantly being 
focused on the child and what they're doing and what they're not doing is is yeah. never going to work. Because here's the problem, and 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 I hear like you know a lot of people will advocate at least the way I heard you. These weren't your words, so if I'm if I'm putting words in your mouth, please correct me. But it sounded to me like what I made up. I was hearing was what I call the the typical you know, go take care of yourself, self-love, self-care, which is very superficial and fluff. It's true, but true self-care and true self-love is, yes, this is miserable and devastating that my child isn't here. I need to become an expert in how to navigate how devastating this is and why it's so devastating. Why can't I celebrate that my child is trying to figure out their life and that's my job as a parent is to let them become what they want to become, even if it means the rejection of me. That's my job as a parent. The, but parents see their child as this prisoner or possession of, no, you can't leave me. Well, no, that's their job is to leave us and go pursue their own authentic self. And so this is where the emotional mastery comes in of, no, I need to celebrate. My kid's trying to figure life out. And it comes at a cost to me, but my job isn't to have a child to make me feel better. It's for them to become what they want to become. And right now they're deciding the best thing in their life is to not have me in it. Well, good for you because I love you. And I don't, as I would tell my daughters, I don't care what you do. If you do something really heinous, I may have boundaries around that behavior, but there's nothing you can do that will ever take my love away. And so that's how you live that is, yeah, you're estranged from me and I celebrate it because at the core, your actions, I don't, my love isn't tied to whether you hang out with me. It's always constant. And so if your journey is this, I'm in support whatever it is, that's at least in my life experience, in my study, that's the best way you model love. And by doing that, it gives them the opportunity to then reconcile that within themselves and makes it possible for the door to open to reconciliation. But if we sit there and, and don't, if we skip that part, when they do show up, we're not ready for it. And we end up pushing them away because we're hurt and resentful. And we take it out of no, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you know, everybody's in their own place, their own time and whatever, but, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense for sure. So, um, so I, well, I guess, uh, that we kind of talked about, would you ever recommend to your clients, whether they're, you know, kids or parents, I guess, um, to just stop trying to reach out to them stop trying to i have because like uh, uh, there was one of my um daughters i would text once a month or a couple months um hey thinking about you hope you're okay right and then i went wow kenny you're being awfully codependent <laughs> um her lack of response is a response is a response she's saying no why are you trying to crash her boundaries? This isn't kind and loving. This is because I want to hear from you. Maybe this time it'll work. Maybe I'll get a reply. That's about me. Well, that's not my job as a parent. 
Yeah. My job is to create a space for you to become where you want. And so I'm now at the place where I send my kids a absolutely vanilla Christmas and birthday card and um, a, a gift. I just sent they're at the age, you know, they just need money. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know how it is. Once kids get oh, old, yeah. hey, dad, good to see you. Where's the check? Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, but there's no hidden agenda. There's no love bombing. No, I miss you. None of that. It's a, a very lighthearted card, maybe a little bit funny, but not where it's false funny, you know, right. Or it can be mildly caring, but very moderate and mature. And I love you. I hope things are going great. Dad, that's it. Like I, there's no, I miss you. You know, now I have in the past written letters. Of course. Um, and they chose not to respond. So I, I recognize, whoa, Kenny, you're being codependent. You, you're wanting to connect with them for your benefit. That's not yeah. your job. So you need to stop sending text messages. And, and that's what I've you know, resolved to do is I send them a card and, you know, a little bit of money on Christmas and birthday. That's it. Yeah. Especially with the, I've found anyway, with my circumstance, with the expectation of getting something back, you know, like you're just yeah. sending them a well wishes basically. Yeah. Um, but, but before that, you know, at least in my circumstance, <laughs> You'd send that text and then just sit here and wait. Okay. 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 You're not responding yet. What's going on? You know, so. And there's the perfect example. If somebody listening is stuck in that place, that's your work. Go. That's your own childhood trauma you haven't dealt with. And you're in what people don't realize sending that text. We're asking our child to heal our childhood trauma. And we are responsible for that. And that's what I mean. If we don't deal with that, we're not safe enough for our child to come back to. And so those are the things we have to address. Like, I love the way you said that, you know, expecting something in return. If you do, if you're anything in your process during your estrangement, and, and this is tough, this is where the self-deception and denial will come in. No, I'm just trying to be loving and supportive. No, <laughs> like that's the work to go. Oh no, actually it's not loving and supportive. They're not responding. That's, that's their I need to honor if I'm truly loving and supporting I take their no and I don't push against that wow why can't I let that go well that's my own childhood trauma that I need to deal with that I'm dumping on them I'm responsible for that and that's what puts me in a place that if they ever decide to turn I'm ready but I'm also modeling for them wow maybe I mean, because part of the estrangement is they're going to have to do some work on themselves of how they deceive themselves too. Well, if I haven't done the work on how I deceive myself, how could they? There's no model for it. And that's why we have to make our recovery the single most important aspect of any of it. No, you're right. I, I, I agree with that. So I think that'll hopefully help, even if just, just a couple people to to realize some of that. Um, I know when I was watching it, like I said earlier, I initially got that, Ooh, you know, prickly, you know, feeling. And then yeah, after I think I about it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it comes with growth. So, um, 
So do you have any any final pieces of advice that you'd you know give that we haven't talked about already? I think what you just brought up, that denial and self-deception creates that prickle feeling and I want and push away. And that's okay. This is really tough stuff. And we're vastly undereducated and unprepared. And you're not to blame for that. You did the best. You, and, and, and what the reason that prickle comes is it sends us right back to childhood when we were told we weren't good enough and we don't matter. We have no value. And that's why we don't want to hear this truth. And that's why we push it away is our own low self-esteem from the lack of what's called attunement, proper attunement in childhood. Now, we don't know that, but that's why people will push me away is it's sending them right into childhood and they're feeling that, oh, he's saying I'm bad. He's blaming me. It's not what I'm doing. They're projecting their unhealed childhood trauma onto me. And so what I leave you with is one, recognize that truth. And two, don't beat yourself up for it. You're just doing the best you can with the information you've had up to this point. You're not to blame that that information created perfect imperfections that don't quite work for you and haven't worked. You're not responsible for that. Now, there are consequences of not having that information, and that's the next step. Take ownership of those consequences. Put a plan in place. Go become an expert. Because now that you're aware, maybe if you've heard some things you never considered, as Mike said to me, for the first time in your life, you have a choice. You never did as a kid. And, and when you're getting prickled, you never had a choice because you didn't know there was another way to look at it. And But today you do. And so today, if you choose not to investigate it and, and work on that mindset, then today is the first day in your life you can look at and go, okay, I chose it. And, and that can be okay. Like there are times in my recovery, I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I know I'm in deception and I'm going to stay in it. I don't want to deal with it. And give yourself grace. You don't have to be perfect in this process. It's progress, not perfection. And so what I hope everyone hears in that is one, self-forgiveness. Take yourself off the hook. Two, accountability. Make yourself accountable and do your best to live in as much truth as possible and all of that is true. We are forgiven. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to hold ourselves accountable. And when we do those two things, we live in truth. And that gives us the best chance to reclaim our relationship with our kids. Very good. Very good. Well, um, well, thank you, Kenny, for, for coming on today. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, I think, I think, difficult as it might be for some people to hear, I think it's important. So, um, and hopefully some, someone's in the right place to, to hear what you're saying and take some of those steps if that's, if that's truly for them. So, um, so how can someone reach you if they would like to talk to you or set up a session or, or how does that work? That's a, a great question. It's really simple. My website, uh, kennyweiss.net is the best. And I, I will say this, I have so much content and so much free content. It is an overwhelming abundance of content to help you. 
And so you'll find direct links to my YouTube channel, to my blog, to my podcast, um, to free downloads to help you work through some of this trauma and everything. I offer free introductory classes to my master classes. You'll get, you'll see the links, you know, uh, to my one-on-one -on -one coaching, my private groups, uh, my everything I offer is all there. So take time and, and look through it and you'll be like, oh my God, there are so many how, so many solutions here. It's, it's what I wanted to create, a one-stop shop of here's the full process from beginning to end. And so that's the best place to go. And then you pick where you are in your journey and what you think is best for you, whether that's working with me one-on-one, -on -one, maybe it's a group setting, maybe it's self-directed and you go through the master classes, you purchase my book, whatever it may be, that's, it's all right there. Okay. I'll uh, link your, uh, I'll link your website in the description uh, once I get this posted and that way people can uh, see what's out there for them. So, but again, I appreciate it. And, uh, um, I, I enjoyed meeting you and talking to you and uh, hopefully, um, like I said, some people will uh, be in the right place uh, at the right time to, to take some of your words to heart. So, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And you the bet. service you're doing to help people heal and comfort them. It's very, very kind and generous of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely been a, a, a labor of love. So, um, but uh, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.